Hi, I am Georgiana at Holistic Life Hub. And this evening we will speak about the concept of interconnectedness and oneness. You listen to the Holistic Podcast, a podcast about self-development, stress management, mental training and holistic yoga. The Holistic Podcast is presented by HolisticLifeHub.com that helps you to create for yourself a happy, healthy, harmonious, holistic life with online masterclasses. As humans have become more ecologically and environmentally aware over the last century or so, we've come to understand that a small change in any particular ecosystem can have important and unexpected consequences for another. Slowly but shortly, many have also been grasping the concept of interconnectedness and oneness in a more abstract or, if you want, in a more spiritual way too. So especially now, it's so important for all us to understand and to feel that we are connected to each other, that we are the co-creators of the future. Recent research from Germany has shown that this sense of oneness can have important beneficial repercussions for us, for all of us. So in a study of over 75,000 people, researchers found a beneficial correlation between an expressed belief in oneness as uh, uh, they perceive it and reported levels of life satisfaction. So simply put it, the more you sense the interconnectedness of humanity, the more likely you are to feel that you are living a fulfilling life. Interestingly, a further study found that this correlation is not linked to religion. In the follow-up study of over 67,000 people from all faiths, they were questioned and the researchers found differences in the belief in oneness across different religions. For example, they also found that the belief in oneness was a much better predictor of life satisfaction than any religion or non-religion. So let's see some benefits of the sense of oneness and then I will present a little bit more also scientifical proofs regarding the reality of oneness. So it's not difficult to see why an inherent sense of oneness may lead to a feeling of more fulfillment, to feel interconnected to the rest of the humanity in this way, has many clear psychological benefits. For starters, a sense of oneness helps to reduce fear. When we understand that we are together in this wonderful adventure called life, we are not afraid to take a stand to oppose the injustice or to defend our human rights. You clearly understand, for example, that we are like the cells of an organism 
And therefore, we need to work in harmony in order to keep the organism healthy. Otherwise, some will act like cancer cells, who are per se healthy, but are not collaborating anymore with the rest of the cells, and therefore they create tumors in the body. Fear of death, in particular, is minimized if you understand that you are part of God's creation. But general all-round fear and anxiety can also be eased too. It's easier to allow yourself to be brave or to make mistakes or to take a risk if you feel that your actions fit seamlessly into a larger collective consciousness. So a sense of oneness also promotes our highest human qualities such as kindness, compassion, courage, morality, love, forgiveness. When we understand that by hurting one, we actually hurt all, thoughtless actions decrease and we tend to end up with a greater awareness of and compassion for our fellow humans, animals and plants. Knowing that we have a link to something greater than ourselves can also bring a feeling of peace, acceptance, gratitude. So there's a sense of wonder and appreciation here also, a very humbling and moving kind of awe. Mindfulness, or actually to be accurate, awareness, becomes easier too, if we recognize that we are all linked. To live in the present moment is an easier habit to adopt when we understand that the rest of the world, quite literally, has the same ultimate goals, liberation, and is heading in the same direction, meaning spiritual evolution. So I will, let's go a little bit shorter through some various ways of experience oneness, and then we'll move, move further to also some other practical aspects. So although oneness, interconnectedness are our natural state of being, it can be actually surprisingly hard to actually experience the sense of oneness, even if you believe in the principles. Our modern, busy, stressful and right now quite bizarre lives don't often allow for the superior offered view which is needed to experience yourself as at once with the universal flow of energy. Once experienced, however, this state of oneness with everything else, it is not something you'll ever forget and it can transform your life forever. Regular practice of meditation and awareness can take your mind out of itself, uh, for want of a better term, and will give you a better chance of experiencing the reality as it is and not, and not as we imagine it to be. So maybe you wonder why I say awareness and I don't use the word uh, mindfulness. It's very simple. Because being here and now 
actually being here in the present moment requires that you go beyond your mind. So mindfulness, unfortunately, is a wrong, misleading term. Awareness, uh, being conscious, being aware is a much better term. So taking conscious steps to immerse yourself in nature, for example, can also bring you closer to the experience of oneness. We all know when we take a stroll in the nature and no matter the weather, is this silence and peacefulness and harmony and divine order, you really feel one with everything. Also, simple things like, for example, a gratitude journal or an extraordinary focus on an important task help with being aware here and now. So maintaining connection with your friends, uh, getting to know new people without being afraid are also simple but efficient ways to participate to this feeling of oneness. Even if a brief analysis, it is found that humanity is currently facing a more difficult situation than ever before in any other period of history. There are acute crises in almost all areas of social, economical, political, cultural life, also personal, individual life. So the current generation has a great responsibility in how it approaches the solution to these uh, often dramatic situations, because the stake of this solution becomes more and more our very existence as a civilization. So it's necessary to ask ourselves as seriously as possible whether the path we are on right now is really the right one. Continuing out of inertia to walk the same path, passively accepting some directions that are obviously wrong, could be a serious unconsciousness, which we will pay for it sooner or later. An example that should give us a little bit food for thought in this regard is the so-called <laughs> fight for peace. After World War II, there were hundreds of armed conflicts, more than in any previous period. Why? Because many of these conflicts, especially in the recent times, have been triggered, pay attention, right now, by the idea on, of achieving peace through war, and even by the strategy of uh, preventive attack. Can you imagine the lack of wisdom in such a, a mentality? So these words, however, left behind in the areas they, were, they took place, only deep wounds, great tensions, and much suffering. So despite all the security and surveillance measures that uh, have been taken, today's society seems to be far from fulfilling its goals of, uh, for example, peace. We need a new mentality, simply. A reorientation of our consciousness as soon as possible to include as many people as possible in this strive for harmony, for 
uh, ordered for respecting life and human rights. It is necessary to understand that we are not separated from each other, but we are essentially a unit that the destiny of this unit depends on each and every one, every single one of us. What separates us is precisely the lack of awareness about this unity that we actually form. We are together an organism, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. So in support of the importance and value of unitary human participation in improving the world in which we live, there are a number of significant discoveries in modern science that, not coincidentally, confirm certain fundamental principles that were recorded in spiritual traditions since long, 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 long time ago. So we can refer here to all the authentic spiritual traditions of humanity, which, beyond their specific differences, of course, they contained common guiding elements. This confluence of modern science with some ancient spiritual tradition may surprise those who believe that the scientific level of our society is a culmination that has far surpassed all that mankind has ever known. Well, surprise. From this point of view, however, it is good not to underestimate the fact that for science and in generally for today's society, there are still many, many unsolved enigmas regarding certain achievements that people have reached in the distant past of mankind in different spiritual traditions. So actually, modern science is now rediscovering ancient spiritual values. So I will further present some aspects of recent scientific discoveries aiming to highlight in particular the great potential that each human being has and especially the huge force effect that can occur as a result of a conscious, beneficially oriented unitary gear when everybody thinks of the same time in the same of the same thing in 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 during the same time it is creating a tremendous force so this fundamental idea we need to keep in mind is that the substratum of matter is energy and the substratum of energy is consciousness Therefore, if each of us awakens our consciousness as soon as possible, we will be able to quickly transform and beneficially influence the whole world in which we live. It is almost unanimously scientifically accepted that contemporary human being usually uses approximately 5% of his brain potential. And this is something that uh, spiritual tradition have uh, affirmed for five, six thousand years uh, ago. And now the modern science is proving the same aspect. We use approximately 5% of our brain capacity and potential. So this shows us, among other things, that the human being does not know himself yet. There are many psychic abilities, 
strictly authenticated that cannot be explained by modern science and that is why they are called paranormal. They are normal but awakened in those people and not awakened yet in the rest. So these manifestations have been assisted, observed, studied, analyzed, described, and even filmed in tens of thousands of documented cases. To mention just a few, I will mention telepathy, psychokinesis, walking on hot coals, clairvoyance, premonitions, levitation, inedia, and more. So beyond their sensational aspect, these psychic powers indicate to us that, obviously, the human being is much more than he thinks he is, and that these abilities are possible for anyone who knows how to access them in his own being, how to awaken them, and then manifest them fully aware. Another important aspect to ponder upon, states and energies are impregnated in our body through the water of which we are made up to 70-80%. Many people are passively carried away by the thoughts and mental influences that they are surrounded by and therefore they receive, they accept in their inner universe. And therefore this state of fluctuations is leading to a clear orientation. So we are not having a clear direction. Engaged in an active conscious, focused way, the psychic and the mental power that a human being can manifest thus become an impressive force and it it will become as concrete as possible. It is very important to be aware that these phenomena do not occur only in certain more or less sensational cases, but on the contrary, the power of the mind acts to a greater or lesser extent in each of us. This truth was um, revolutionized by the Japanese scientist Masaru Emoto through his studies of water. So I suggest that you uh, search on internet Masaru Emoto and his uh, scientific discoveries uh, upon water. He was using water as a receptor medium, and it has been found that it is impregnated, and then it forms uh, microcrystals when you froze the water, depending also on people's thoughts and moods. So beneficial thoughts like love, compassion, kindness, generosity, contentment, optimism, and so on, they will create very beautiful water crystals and uh, it will also, uh, in the same time, improve the general quality of water. On the contrary, destructive thoughts like hated, indifference, malice, pessimism, Machiavellism, and so on, they will deform the structure of the crystals of water, but also they will induce that specific destructive energy in the water, even if the water uh, originally had no... Um, this harmony is no problem, so to say. 
So in this manner, we will understand that our thoughts, our states really influences a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, the water. And water is the most widespread element on our planet. The human body contains up to 70 or 80%. So also the water on the planet, you can imagine what happens with it when we uh, keep on having destructive thoughts. It will influence the water inside of us, in the body, but it will also influence the water around us. And I will not go into details with this right now, but please read Masaru Emoto's uh, scientific discoveries and uh, books, because he also did experiments with purifying an entire lake, which was really, really polluted by simply having a group of med of people meditating around the lake for some less than an hour, if I recall correctly. And they really transformed to much better the quality of the water. So the pollution almost disappeared by one hour of meditation in unison. So we really need to pay attention because we are interconnected to each other also through the, the element of water. Another scientific discovery that also proves that we are all interconnected is the theory of morphogenetic fields, the connection between the individual and the community. And it is, um, this theory is done by Rupert Sheldrake, who demonstrates through his experiment that the structures of a previous system influences subsequent similar system in the cumulative way and it's acting beyond space and beyond time is the so-called the one and the 101 monkey. So in his experiments, Sheldrake shows, for example, that if a single individual learns a new pattern of behavior, then any similar individual will later tend to learn the same behavior though much faster. The greater the number of individuals who learn just that type of behavior, the easier it becomes for any later individual to assimilate that model spontaneously without having explicitly learned it before. Even if, pay attention, it, it took place in a completely different place, even at a great distance. So now we can understand just a little bit what happens to the humankind when there are a lot of people, for example, being afraid to have physical contact with each other. So if this experiment was involving the so-called 100 monkeys and then the 101 monkey learned by some mysterious way without doing anything in particular, the same type of behavior. Now imagine when you have uh, not, not 100, but uh, 7 billions of people on the planet having uh, learning a new behavior, being afraid of each other. Can you imagine what, what it will do to us? So <clears throat> the experimental results have a very important significance because they indicate in a very clear and direct way the fact that we are, in a certain way, 
interconnected with each other, that we are a unit that is influenced by the thoughts and patterns that each of us have predominantly. So if we want to create a predominantly beneficial, optimistic, healthy, balanced, harmonious future, this is the behavior we have to manifest almost all the time. If we will manifest almost all the time fear, suspicion, this is what we will create. So it's very important that we are aware that we are the co-creators of our future. So it's necessary to become as responsible as possible regarding these thoughts, which constitute real energy fields that each of us generate constantly. In fact, the brilliant physician Albert Einstein also stated in his theory of unified fields that form an implicitly uh, and implicitly material consistency is created actually by these energy fields. Einstein said that any particle is only a concentration of the energy continuum, a concentration in space time of the non-linear direct field, the what he called the fundamental fields, and later in the physics, now it is called the zero-point energy. So everything we do influences every single rest of the human beings on this planet. Along the way, Einstein, there was also the brilliant, the genius physicist Nikola Tesla. He stated that on a human level, our body exists as a materialization of the infinite and invisible totality of perfect order. So it depends on us to place ourselves in resonance with the infinite and invisible totality of perfect order. And in the spiritual tradition, in the esoteric tradition of um, Dasha Mahavidya, the cosmic, the divine cosmic powers, there is one cosmic feminine power, which is uh, exactly this, the infinite and invisible totality of perfect order or Matangi. So these statements are in full accordance with those of spiritual traditions from different times and different traditions, which state that the manifestation of any particular aspect occurs from the subtle plant to the concrete one by successive, so to say, descends from level to level. The brilliant integral yoga system reveals for us the law of occult resonance and how it operates, no matter if we know about it or not, no matter if we believe uh, in it or not. So these energy field influences are present at all levels. And the very important fact is that our mind also operates by resonance, having in turn an energy substrate or field wave frequency, which can produce noticeable effects depending on the way it is oriented, both inside and outside the human being. So thus it is much easier, much more plausible to understand that all these phenomena of correlation and interaction generate complex resonance 
effects which then will constitute the cause for the various events that will take place later. So we can uh, refer a little bit to the phenomenon of mental resonance, consciously engaged by a sufficiently large group of people acting in unison, that they will actually be a force which few suspect. There were done numerous experiments of uh, meditation in unison, and they clearly demonstrated that by generating in this way a very beneficial mental field in a certain area, for example, antisocial events, which were monitored during that period, recorded a significant decrease. And I will just give you one example. It took place in New York in a public experiment proposed by the Transcendental Movement. They were 15 people practicing the traditional spiritual um, discipline. So they were meditating together in unison every single day for 30 days in a row, one hour a day. And they were doing a certain type of meditation in order to create the most beneficial atmosphere in the whole city of New York. The city authorities were notified and they were monitoring the rate of antisocial acts during this um, 30 days experiment. And the results were very impressive, showing that during those 30 days, the number of, for example, accidents, thefts, assaults, robberies, and so on, decreased significantly. As soon as they stopped doing the unison meditation daily, the number of antisocial acts raised back to the same level as before, as before the experiment. So <clears throat> what can bring us all together? We can think like this. The fundamental message of many spiritual traditions, many spiritual paths, is to seek the truth in our hearts through love. Love has always been considered the meaning of life, what transforms us to the better and also what fulfills us, what makes us happy. We will never be able to know the truth without awakening in our hearts the emotion of love, because as Blaise Pascal said, the heart has reasons that the mind cannot understand. Love belongs to the intimate nature of consciousness because in essence, everything is unitary and of the same nature. And love is precisely this profound intuition of fulfillment through unification, through bringing together, through oneness. So we could thus say that love is the call from our souls to be one with everything, that love is the call of the infinite that is reflected in us. When what unites people is love, goodness, harmony, the force of such conscious engagement is extraordinarily great. For then it is sustained by the very harmony and universal coherence. Many of us 
have the impression that we are powerless, which is completely false. We have the false impression that we cannot do anything to bring justice, for example, or peace or harmony to the world. And this is why many indulge in passivity or pessimism or fear. But if we open our consciousness and hearts, we will understand that we are wonderful beings with unsuspected inner powers and that, in reality, nothing stops us from getting out of the sleep of consciousness. So it's time to wake up now before it's too late. Peace, prosperity, harmony, happiness, health in the world depend on how each of us understands and applies these principles. The true state of harmony, which is stable, which is global, which is for everybody, can only come from within our being. It is completely useless and pointless to wait for harmony to be so-called made by someone else while we remain in a state of complacency, tension or inner disorder. It is necessary to get out quickly, out of the state of passivity, and to unite on the path to the universal truth and the universal good, to have this all-encompassing, non-judgmental love, which is reflected in every moment in open in our open heart. And this in this way we will be able to truly fulfill our purpose in this life on earth by bringing morality love, kindness, harmony for each of us individually, but also for all of us together. So by doing, by having this consciousness about the fact that we are one, we are like the cells of a big organism. If we do our role in this creation, if we do our meaning in life, if we choose consciously the superior energies like love, compassion, courage, taking a stand, morality, core values, we will make sure that what we co-create as the cells of this big organism will be a healthy, harmonious, balanced organism. We will create a very good future for ourselves. Until next week, I wish you all the best 